0: Welcome to the Womb Alchemy Podcast. I am Sophia Maria, a womb healer, women's empowerment coach, acupuncturist, and priestess of the Magdala Rose Mystery School. I am here to inspire you, support you, lift you up, and turn you on so that you can open up your womb and let life make love to you. This is a ceremonial space where we dive deep into ancient womb wisdom, storytelling, code activations, goddess connection, sensuality, and all things feminine empowerment. Think of this podcast as your weekly dose of juicy femme magic that will transcend you into embodying your true self and feeling confident in creating the life you desire. This is an inclusive space where all genders are welcome. Everyone has a womb because we are all creators. I welcome you, divine creator, to my alchemical world. The womb temple doors are now open. Come inside and play. Welcome to episode seven of the Womb Alchemy Podcast. Today, we have our first official guest, Sakina Love, joining us. Sakina is the founder and executive director of Redeemed for a Cause. As executive director, she works with the victims of Philadelphia's most vulnerable populations, including victims of human trafficking, abuse, and trauma. Under her leadership, Redeemed for a Cause has served over a thousand victims of human trafficking through a hands-on approach by offering services such as counseling, counseling, crisis intervention, donations of clothing, and other necessities, and many other prevention and intervention services. Sakina is a certified professional life and wellness coach, an adjunct professor at Rowan University, a certified womb healer, and a Reiki practitioner. Her life mission is to support, advocate, and empower those that feel rejected and abandoned. Sakina's desire is to be their voice until they are strong enough, Confident and empowered to speak up for themselves. And I'm truly, truly excited to welcome Sakina here today. She is an incredible woman with a miraculous story. And we go deep into the power of womb healing to overcome any infertility challenges, to talking about motherhood, to sisterhood and ceremony, and to really just the whole spectrum of death and birth and everything in between and the journey of being a woman through it all. So tune in and turn on. And here is Sakina. Here we are. Welcome Sakina Love to the Womb Alchemy podcast. I am so excited to have you here. And you are my first official guest on my podcast, which feels like a really big deal. And I'm just so pumped to be here in this space with you. I think that you are a walking miracle and I want the whole world to know about you. So thank you for being here. And I'm really, really looking forward to sharing your story and just to, you know, expand and uplift your voice because you're a powerful woman with a big mission. And yeah, it's really an honor to have you here.
1: Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So Sakina Love, why don't you tell us a bit about yourself? I know that you are a woman of many, many, you know, powerful traits. You're involved in so many different projects and you're certified in so many different things. So I would love to give you space here to just introduce yourself and tell us more about who you are and the amazing projects that you're a part of.
1: Sure. So it. It definitely, definitely could take all day. So I'll sum it up. Um, I'm a wife. I'm a mom. Um, By trade, I work as an adjunct professor at Rowan University, where I teach intro to human services, which I've been doing for three years now. And I'm also the CEO and founder of a nonprofit organization that supports victims of human trafficking. And... Uh, a little nugget to go alongside of that. I'm also a survivor, <clears throat> which um, really, really is the reason why I started the nonprofit and why I started to do the work. Um, I felt amongst my, I guess, population or my ethnic ethnic background that there weren't many individuals that were willing to open up and speak about their experience. Um, And it's not just something that you see in communities like mine or that is talked about. So it was the reason why I started the organization. Um, And our organization is five years old. And we do boots on the ground work where we literally go and we engage with women who are engaging in street prostitution. Um, And we do everything from give them care package items that are full of toiletries to giving them um, undergarments to hosting HIV and STD drives and toiletry drives, clothing drives. I mean, you name it, we've done it. Uh, One of my favorites is an event that we do for Valentine's Day called All Worthy of Love, where we give out roses and chocolate to the women. So that's a little bit about me. Um, And in the more recent years since COVID, Um, I went through the womb healing certification with you, so I have a certification in womb healing. I also am Ricky One certified, as well as I'm certified in meditation, and one of my most recent, like very, very recent, um, is I went back and got a uh, certification in bereavement doula, as it's a huge, huge part of my journey to becoming a mother. And I always said, if I ever had a chance, I will always pay it forward. Um, And then last thing I'll say that I try not to leave out because it's important as well. I'm also working on my doctorate degree at Walden University and I'm almost done. Uh, I'm so close. I can like touch it. I just have to keep writing. So soon I'll be Dr. Sakina Love. That's exciting.
0: Wow, oh, you are you're you're doing it all. And something I really love about you is that, as you said a few sentences ago, like about paying it forward, where you have really taken so many of the challenging life experiences that you have had and you have become of service through them. You have moved through each challenge as an initiation and you really stepped into and met. Every single challenge, and I've only known you for a couple of years, but from the time that I've known you and from everything that you've shared with me, you've really met life with every challenge that it's presented you with and come out the other end, not only empowered, but also with knowledge and wisdom and tools and certification so that you can then help others move through similar experiences who are also suffering, who need support who need guidance and I really believe that this is this is the path of like a master soul and you Sakina Love are a master soul and I'm just so in awe of you and I would really love to just take a moment and really highlight redeemed for a cause because you know you have a whole laundry list of these incredible titles and certifications and it's amazing and I feel like there were even some things that were left out like being a professor at Rowan University <laughs> you know there's so many other things we could say that are powerful traits to who you are and the work that you do but to really pause on redeemed for a cause because this is big like this is something really big and really important that you bring for the city of Philadelphia. And the city of Philadelphia, it's got a lot of light and it's got a lot of dark and there. It really exists as the entire spectrum. And you and your your nonprofit, Redeemed for a Cause, it's like a lighthouse in Philadelphia. And it really helps so many women. And so I would love to invite you into maybe saying a little bit more about this. I know that you've also done um, prevention and intervention programs with um, younger women, younger girls. So yeah, I would love to hear a little bit more about what that looks like.
1: Sure, that's really confirming. I I got a little teary-eyed, especially because I felt discouraged a little bit since I became a mom. Um, because I haven't been able to put as much time as I normally would, but to hear you call it a lighthouse, that's funny because I brought two lighthouses <laughs> and I put them inside of our drop-in center. I didn't mention that we have a drop-in center that women and girls are able to come in and get different services, but. The reason why I started our prevention program inside of schools with teenage girls is because a lot of the women that we were experiencing during our outreach were once these teenage girls, like myself. I also was a teenage victim. Um, And one of the huge myths, or one of the biggest myths around human trafficking is that you're smuggled and put in a trunk and taken to a foreign country. And that's not true. Um, A lot of the women that we encounter um, are trafficked by people that they know. Um, Traffickers can look like everyday people um, that have regular jobs or uh, have a regular life, and they found the art of manipulating and exploiting women. And a lot of the women that are out there are now severely drug addicted, but their drug addiction started at 12 and 13 years old, you know, and their first perpetrator was a parent or a, a guardian, a grandparent. And um, our purpose in going inside of the schools is to prevent that from happening, to teach the girls, and I have to pinpoint there as well. We have a boys group as well that we teach them the signs, the risk factors that go with knowing what human trafficking is, knowing what it looks like. Social media is a big thing amongst this generation, and a lot of them are being targeted through social media. So having those conversations with them, and then you taught me this word, and I love it. Safe space is nice, but like to create safe like containers where people can come and just unpack the different experiences that they have had, and it'd be safe for them to talk about it and not be judged. That's what we do inside of the schools. We have the group. Um, component, and then we also have a toiletry closet, um, because what we were finding through studies, there's a huge, huge thing, and it was big amongst uh, COVID times, where it was called period poverty, where a lot of girls didn't have the means to buy toiletries or, um, you know, pads and and menstrual products, so they were exchanging their bodies for these everyday items. Their parents may have lost their jobs, didn't have the means. The school may have been the place that was providing those things. So we created the toiletry closets so that the kids would have um, access to these items and it's completely free. And we've been doing that for the last two years. And to date, we have distributed over 5,000 items, Um, probably more than that uh, to date. Just from COVID, we have been able to get these items into the hands of so many individuals and to be honest, I am very humble to even be a part of something so impactful. I started it as a um an individual who had uh just finished her masters program and I wanted to start a nonprofit and I used like refund checks to do it. I didn't have a whole lot of money. I just had a vision and I just did the work and it it became something way bigger than I ever expected it to be
0: wow you are just like a walking master creatrix like the amount of lives that you have impacted and it's incredible i know the number that you know that you share is 250 women but i i truly feel that it's more because the lives that you impact it ripples out and philadelphia is a place that needs this support and so you know on behalf of all of Philadelphia and the whole world, truly, like, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the work that you do and for dedicating yourselves to such an important line of work. And, you know, you're in it completely with heart and soul. And you bring so much love into the work that you do. And I just see you as this walking earth angel. And anytime I look at you, I see your wings and you're just this like really resilient, powerful being. And I really wanna honor you in the vision that you had and how you leaned into it and you really created it and you let it be created through you and that's really the epitome of God working through you as a messenger. And so yeah, just in full honor and reverence of everything that you do. So thank you, thank you, thank you. and yeah, I would I would love to invite you to share with us a bit about your your womb healing journey because I remember it was in the it was during the pandemic in 2020, right? And I think it was the summer of 2020, we were a couple months in, and I must have gotten an email from you, and did you find me on Google? Like, I, I think it was something like, you Googled womb healing Philadelphia and found me, and like, I just remember the moment that we talked on the phone, I was like, oh yeah, I, I know that her and I are meant to connect, and here we are almost you know we're like two and a half years out from that moment and I have witnessed you move through healing your womb to breaking the barriers of science and becoming pregnant despite what every doctor told you to becoming a mother and now your baby just had her first birthday serenity. So I would love to invite you to share about your womb healing journey and yeah, how you got to be a mother and your womb is a miracle. I'm going to, I'm going to say that here now and I'll say it again and again and again. Your womb is a miracle. You're a walking miracle. And I would love for everyone to hear your story.
1: Well, it all seems nice now, but it was tough. (laughs) And I, I didn't really know. I was just Googling stuff. I I was like putting in keywords. I didn't really know what I was getting myself into, but I knew that it was something that spirit was like really pressing upon my heart to do. I had tried every possible thing that there was. Some that were very helpful. Some, I guess it was just a part of the journey, but I had just, did I, I had just underwent my, I think I had just finished my second round of IVF or I was about to start a second round and I was very, very, I was just tired. I, I felt like I had invested so much time and money to this journey. You know, I, I came from a very like patriarchal background like you name it as far as like being a christian when i was i kind of did it because i just i was desperate to be a mom like i had all these things but the one thing that i wanted i did not have and i guess i'll say this too as i go into the story i really was struggling leading my nonprofit serving women that are severely drug addicted and were getting pregnant and here it was for me. I'm like, I have a, a home that I could bring this, uh, bring a baby into. I can nurture and provide for this baby. And here it is. They're not even in the right mindset to take on this responsibility. And they're just, it's just happening like nothing. So I felt barren. I felt that my life was empty and I, I got to a place of like a crossroad. And when I met you, um, you gave me some homework. You said, I have to create this type of experience for you. So I'm going to give you a couple of things to work on in the meantime. And I did those things unknowingly. Um, And I remember doing some inner child work. I had already been doing it, but I really wasn't like leaning in. I was like just scratching the surface. I did some inner child work. Um... I started to really tap into like meditation and uh, affirmations and just really trusting my body when I really didn't think that it could do what it was supposed to do. But I just knew, like I knew what I knew what I knew. And on top of working with you, I was also working with a fertility coach who had taught me how to really trust in manifestation. And even though it seemed very weird, I was like, I'm just going to do this believing that if I do this, that I'll receive what I know is already mine. And I just opened myself up to so many avenues. I mean, I was going through womb healing. I was going through like the meditation class. I was going through the Reiki, like everything that I was learning, I was like putting it back on myself. So whatever you guys taught me, I was like my first client. I was doing Reiki on myself. doing the womb healing, uh, different meditations that you were giving me. I was doing a manifestation with her. I had started a garden where I was like planting stuff. I was experimenting with herbs. I left that out. I'm down in herbalist school. It's crazy. I I was just doing all of these things, not knowing that I was literally setting myself up for the next part of my journey. And, um, after that last round, I made a conscious decision that I never wanted to do it again. Um, I have really trusted in, you know, the medicine and the doctors and, but I just was like, I can't do this again. Um, and I had some mother wound things that were going on and some things in my relationship with my mother that I really needed to heal. And, um, just a little quick story. I, when I was doing inner child work, I really dug in and leaned in really deeply to like really being in my like childhood. And I love the all American books and dials back in the day. So I asked my mom, like, do you know where my all American books are? And she was like, no, they may be in the basement, but when you come down over the weekend, I'll help you look. And I thought that was so strange. I was like, we've never shared like a moment in a long time like this. So we were very adamant about finding these books. Like, I mean, we were in the basement for at least an hour <laughs> for these books, and we found them. And I also found a photo album from when I was a little girl. And I took both of them home. And I remember sitting on my ottoman, um, in like the the end of January of 2021, and I just wept. I was like boohoo crying, and. I didn't know then that that was like the last piece to the puzzle, and when I I just surrender in that moment and naturally I conceive my my baby Serenity and I had no clue I didn't know I was pregnant. Um, a friend of mine told me that she had a dream I was pregnant and I was like, "Yeah, your dreams, literally, in your dreams, it's not happening." And I found out in April that I was pregnant naturally, and I went right back to the fertility clinic where I had all these procedures done because I needed them to see the miracle that literally took place. Um, And I just believe I broke barriers that day, you know, you know, coming against the tides of it could never happen naturally and showing them that it can and really letting them know, like, I did this when I did the work the womb healing work, that was what got me to this place. And I mean, there's so much I can say about Serenity. She is very special. Um, She is a curse breaker. She is very intuitive. She is spicy like her mama. (laughs) She's she's so many things. And the last thing that I'll say um, is there's like this myth or i don't know like this thing in my family where all of the women first born up until me was a boy so when we did the gender reveal everybody was like it's a boy it's like something in our lineage and i was like okay like i had already um had the confirmation that it was a girl i had got a, a reading done and um i was like you all see But it was so much bigger than just her being like the first girl. It was it was literally like a generational curse was being broken that what had been normal, what everybody said, oh, this is what we do. This is how the family did it. She totally came and just wrecked all of the plans. And that's literally how she is. She came how she wanted to come. I labored the way that she wanted me to labor. And that's been her personality for the last year. She is, she's very special. And day by day, I'm learning more and more about who she is.
0: Wow. Thank you so much for sharing your story. I love hearing the depth of what you have moved through to be where you are. And yeah, I can only imagine motherhood must be truly the biggest teacher children are our greatest teachers and and you're her mentor just as she is yours and your daughter is she sounds like a trailblazer just like her mama and i know that there is i know that there's been tension in your life with some of the people in your life because of the way that you do things differently than your family than your friends than the community that you've been raised under and raised with. And I know from personal experience how hard that can be and how it can feel like you might not belong or like maybe you're doing something wrong. And and that can be really hard. And I think that finding other women who are like you who are witchy, who are connected to their intuition, who know that there is a different way, even if you don't know what that way is, but you feel that it's different and you follow through on that, you will be magnetized to the people that will help you on your journey. And you're such a beautiful example of having this intuitive hunch that you're meant for something, you know you follow that intuition to womb alchemy you follow that intuition to herb school to so many different things that you have experienced along your along your path that have gotten you to where they are now and i think that's one of the greatest thing that we can do as women is to listen to our intuition and to follow it and to actually act on it because it's coming from this space of such deep inner knowing that can guide us unlike anything else our mind cannot guide us the way that our intuition can and i really love how committed you were to your path and regardless of how hard it was and how many emotionally challenging experiences you had you persisted through and you moved through the layers you realized oh there are many many layers to this self-healing journey right like Getting pregnant, yes, it can look like an accidental pregnancy that might have seemed easy, or it can look like trying, trying, trying and ha- not having results. And I've worked with women across the entire spectrum from getting pregnant with an eye, with an IUD inside to being perfectly healthy and having challenges conceiving. And I really, really believe that the key to pregnancy is the inner work. First and foremost and moving through those layers because there are a lot of layers to move through. There are a lot of layers that can block the creative life force within your womb and the creative life force is what creates life within your womb. And you were so committed to moving through those layers. I remember like having a flashback now of, like walking around my neighborhood, it must have been in the spring or the summer. And, talking to you on the phone and you were sharing all these breakthroughs that you were having about your inner child work and your ancestral karma that you were clearing as well and like you really are this this chain and pattern breaker for your ancestral lineage and now you have brought this life serenity into this world and she gets the trailblaze with you and you're creating a completely new blueprint a completely new reality for all future generations that are that you are seeding right and it's really really incredible and i would love to ask you a question of if you if you had a message for women that were feeling called to womb healing but were maybe hesitant or unsure or maybe not really prioritizing it or seeing the value in it what would you tell them
1: I would definitely say be open to it and be willing to surrender. I mean, there's there's no other way to sum it up. Um, it's so funny because I still talk about just the depth of what womb healing did for me and how powerful it was. I I thought that it was just connected to me receiving serenity, but it was so much deeper than that, you know? So that would be what I would say, be open and be willing to surrender to the entire process. Cause it's, it's a process, but it's one of the most inviting processes I've ever, like when you, when we did like the initiation, that very first session that we did I felt like I was going on the journey. Like, it wasn't like you were like teaching me what to do and you were like the leader. It was, I was like a co-pilot, not if not the pilot and you were the co-pilot and you were helping me navigate. Like I knew from the beginning, like the first session I was like, oh Oh, and when we started to call in like our guides and you called in Mary Magdalene, I was like, oh, I'm so because I had been channeling her and I didn't, I had never, I had been reading a book about her and I, you know, coming from a Christian background. She wasn't someone you called in the room as a Christian, you know, but I learned to trust in her spirit in like who she was to be invited into my process. And I just surrender, I completely surrender. And just to kind of like give a like a, a little nugget under that, I'm doing it now, working as a bereavement doula, like literally now, literally now, as of, like last night, I had a conversation with a young lady who has four angel babies um, and it's been intense. And she sounds so much like me, you know, she's tried it all. And uh, I asked her last night, I said, how would you feel about navigating through the journey of going through your womb? And she was like, it's not something that I've ever thought about, but I'm up for the challenge. Even in that moment, she surrendered because she looked at it as I've tried everything else. What would it be? Oh, how much would it hurt for me to just try one more thing? And I told her, be open to not just manifesting a baby, but be open to unlocking and unclogging those areas of your life that you have felt like you have been, you know, stuck in for a long time. Know that you are literally. Signing yourself up for a life change, you know, and again, I always say, like, I forget things that I do, but another huge part of my journey has been the postpartum group. And I have these same conversations with the women in the group about journeying through their womb, you know, even as a mother, you know, you still have to continue to journey through, be open and be willing to go and navigate through tough times, through challenging times, through questions, because even as a mother, I still have to go and tap into that sacred place and that very sacred place sometimes to get reconnected.
0: Yes. Uh, so, so beautifully said. And wow. Yeah. I'm just going to let all that sink in for a moment. This this openness and this surrender which really is feminine nature like it is in feminine nature to be open to be receptive to surrender to be willing to journey into the underworld into the depths of the unknown and into your womb and yet this is somehow the very last thing that we try right like this is really, it's just, it highlights another major distortion in our world of like, you know, I see this as an acupuncturist too, where people come in for sessions and they're in so much pain and they're like, this is the last thing on my list. I've been to this doctor, I've, this, I've done this, I've done this, I've done this, and you're the last on my list. I really hope you can help me. And yeah. i like, well, you came here first. We really could have gone, you know, we could have, we could have gotten ahead. Of this issue, and you could be pain free right now, and and that's okay. It's not their fault, but it's just really emphasizing how distorted our world is in so many different ways. That the last thing that we are thinking of doing as women in wanting to get pregnant, or you know, in our womb healing journey, to so go into our womb, and that it takes us almost breaking down and experiencing such severe trauma. To even think about journeying into that space and it's no one's fault other than the fact that it's just the lack of information and it's the distortion of the feminine it's the disempowerment of the feminine and now it's gotten to a point where women yeah are experiencing such intense traumas that they have to they have to backtrack and they they enter and journey into their womb with what i've witnessed with so much fear because Who wants to visit a space that's holding sexual abuse and trauma and ancestral karma and pain, you know, the mind and the ego, they do not want to journey into a space that is holding pain, it is out of self protection, that it will block off access to that part of your body right and that's why we're seeing infertility rates skyrocket that's why we're seeing women with pcos and fibroids and cysts and really painful periods to a point where like even like 13 year old girls are being put on the pill because male masculine doctors are trying to regulate them from a controlled you know pharmaceutical standpoint rather than being like oh actually you're not supposed to be in pain when you're bleeding okay that means that there is an imbalance in your blood or you know x y and z meridians and that's why i love holistic medicine and i really believe that there's a time and place for both medicines and that there's a balance in western medicine and and holistic medicine and if each knew their place <laughs> we would have a lot less sick people in the world But that's okay, because I believe that we are moving towards balance. And I believe that womb healing is such a big proponent of fertility and not just physical fertility in giving birth, but in the fertility of birthing anything, a job, a nonprofit, a vision, a home, a relationship. We are all energetically fertile beings. And the state of our womb literally depends is, or the state of our reality is dependent on the state of our womb. So I love that you see the importance in this work and how much you have integrated it into your own journey. So much so that not only did you naturally conceive after multiple attempts at IVF and I've seen IVF be successful for many women, you know, everyone has their own journey, but you got to, you got to experience the miracles of healing your womb and all the other adjunct therapies that you involved in that journey. And then there's the additional incredible byproduct of you now having this bereavement group and postpartum group and that is you again paying it forward like wow so i would love to invite you to share a bit more about the bereavement group that um that you've created and the postpartum group and how you're showing up for women because Again, you are a lighthouse and I'm sure that many of the women that you are holding space for do not have that space held from there else for them elsewhere in their life. And that's, that's really big and that's really important work.
1: Yeah, I really, I really, again, I didn't really know what I needed after I had the baby. (laughs) I just knew that I needed something and, um, I was intrigued by an herbalist that I had seen was posted by somebody else that was kind of like in my community of really just being open to using like natural soaps and natural deodorant. So I kind of was I went navigated through that, especially in pregnancy. I didn't want to try anything. It was going to have me breaking out anything. And I found this herbalist and I was probably like 27 weeks pregnant. And she's like, well, you can't really have anything right now. But when you have the baby, I would love to put some blends and things together for you. And I remember reaching out to her a lot sooner than I thought, um, because I started to like really deal with postpartum anxiety, where I was just like very, very anxious all the time. And I was nursing at the time. Well, I still am, but I was nursing, and of course, you can't really have a lot of things so the herbal blend that was made, was custom made for me. Um, And I knew that I wasn't the only woman, um, especially a woman of color that was dealing with this. Um, So I began to inquire with um, friends that had, I have a a friend that had a baby five days before me. Um, Wasn't her first baby, but postpartum is different with every pregnancy. And Um, she had a cousin who, um, had just had a baby who also used to intern for me last year. So we both were pregnant, interned Um, and then she had another friend who had just had a baby. We used to be coworkers. So look at the connection. Then I'm in a breastfeeding group and there was a young lady in a breastfeeding group that I got really close with. She was uh open to being in a group. And then I have um a friend from college who had who had just had a baby. And then I had an infertility friend or a fertility friend. I'm sorry, a fertility friend um that did have a baby through IVF that was looking for like a group. And not with much just like with the organization, I was like, I'm just gonna do it. And what turned out to be something that I thought was so small, I mean, we now have 10 moms, maybe 12. I, I've i almost lost count. And we're growing through bounds and leaps. Um, And it's a safe container. It is a container for us to come. We talk about everything from postpartum anxiety to um, sharing our birth stories. I've had my midwives and doula come on as a representation of the medical field because some people in the group have had traumatic birth experiences and they apologize on behalf of the medical field and it reassured the moms that you know they can trust again um by trusting in themselves i've had um my postpartum doula come on. I had the herbalist that I work with to come on and talk about different herbs that are safe when you're nursing and talk about different nervines that we can use in our postpartum journey. Um and it has just been a phenomenal journey to see some of the moms be not just a mother but to really tune and tap into who they are. Um, and the bereavement group is actually going to be starting in the new year, but I felt even in the group that there are moms who now have rainbow babies like myself that still need to grieve their former pregnancy losses. And I just think that that's a different space. And what I have learned in uh, my bereavement doula certification is that should be a separate space so that the women that have not experienced that are not triggered as well as the ones who had aren't. Um, so I'm going to be starting this grief group for us to just come and talk about our experiences and navigate through that. Because believe it or not, I have a a, a baby that's here, earthside, but I had a loss before her. And that baby uh would have been about 3 or 4 years old now 3 years old it was 4 years ago that i was pregnant around this time so even with me having serenity i still grieve um and i want to be able to have this space to be able to let other mothers know and their partners as well know that there is hope and it's okay to feel the way that you feel so again the groups and the work that i have done postpartum has been all around my own journey and i have seen what herbal medicine can do i've i've seen it work wonders in my um in my anxiety and my emotions and my mood and my hormones um and it's really what inspired me to go to herbalist school because what I'm learning and I was doing like a, um, a module yesterday, I really want to bring more of these tools into the African-American community. Um, I amongst the group and just women that I've spoken to in the work that I've done, a lot of them have PCOS fibroids. A lot of them have had issues with heavy periods. So opening them up to yoni steams and yoni oils and tinctures and herbal blends and it has just been really nice to see some of the women be open to it to say like hey I I mean I've never done it before but I'm open because if this is gonna help me I'll do it um and I want to be able to do this more and and not be like a huge price. I don't feel like things that are going to help us heal should be charged or priced like very, very heavily. Um, so I've been like brainstorming of like starting like my own little, like little, I don't know, like pop-up shop. I don't know. I'm, I'm still brainstorming or like a clinic or something where women can come and get um, herbs and it'd be completely free to them. Um, so yeah, I'm just I'm just opening myself up to be a vessel to do whatever needs to be done uh, to bring services to those that may not have them.
0: Yeah, you're really living the full spectrum. Yeah, you're really you're really showing how you know even in your experience of giving life, of birthing a child, there is still this presence of the grief and the loss of the previous babies that that were essentially you know, coming through you and coming through your womb. And because you've experienced the whole spectrum of death and birth, you now have this personal lived experience that you get to share with other women who have also experienced any, any aspect of the spectrum and you have wisdom and insight into where they are and creating a space and a container for women to gather and to share and to be with one another, that, I think is the most healing thing that we can do. I really believe that sisterhood and ceremony are some of the strongest medicine that we can access as women. And having a space to just be witnessed and be heard in your story and be held and feel like you can really tap into the emotions associated with that story that otherwise might've felt too overwhelming to feel if you're alone or or, too scary to tap into because of not knowing how to navigate it or or feeling yeah just scared to to tap into that part of the self that's holding on to a lot of trauma and loss and what you're doing is really incredible in creating these spaces for women and in communities that really need it really really need this support and you're changing the world sakina so truly thank you on behalf of everybody for the work that you do and for, for who you are. And, um, something that came through once for a friend of mine who also had a miscarriage and a wound loss and what we had kind of intuitively discovered for her, and maybe this resonates for you or for any other woman out there who's had a wound loss is that on a soul contract level, sometimes a soul, will come through a mother's womb temporarily and result in a womb loss because that soul was meant to imprint itself on the mother's womb in a way where it becomes a part of her energetic field and then becomes a guide for that mother for that woman so it's actually this like high dimensional soul level that comes through the womb and becomes a part of your body for a short period of time because it's meant to become a part of your your team of guides of angels and of course we can you know we can connect with guides without having experienced the womb loss but what we felt was this was a whole other level of connecting with a guide and yeah you know to each their own for some that might resonate as truth for others maybe not so much but yeah, really seeing beyond the pain and beyond the loss that everything really has a purpose and a reason. And even as as you are well living this truth that we have the power to transform our pain into power and transform the darkness into light. And that's really where we find our resiliency and find just how strong we are and not strong in a place where we're forcing and we're pushing but strong in a way where we're actually completely letting go and we're completely surrendering to what life is bringing us and saying okay as hard as this is i trust it and i'm going to show up and i'm going to listen to my intuition and i'm just going to take it day by day regardless of how scary this may be and lo and behold miracles and life and joy and love and sisterhood and connection they're all on the other side of that pain and you get to be a a way shower you get to carry a torch and guide women through that dark tunnel and back home into the light and into their sacred body so yeah just so in awe of you sakina and i love hearing that you're already brewing brewing up your next project and your next creation and just keep going i love it so much and to invite in maybe a wrap-up question here, um, I would love to ask you, if you were to paint a picture, if you were to envision and describe your highest, most empowered self, what would she look like? What would she feel like? And yeah, you know, being as multidimensional here as you like.
1: <laughs> One of my like favorite yoga poses is the warrior pose. It's just, I don't know. That's like goddess to me. Like very, it just feels very freeing and very like empowering. So I see this vision of a woman that is in warrior pose completely naked because that's something else that I've learned to embrace, um, especially postpartum is the way that my body is and just allowing it to be without trying to fix it or prowl at it, um, And from what I envisioned, she, she's just in her power. Like, I mean, breasts have the breast milk dripping. She's a mom, but she's like a warrior. She has her waist beads, which I also think is very, very feminine. And she's looking up towards the sky and there's like this bright, bright white light channeling from the sky to her third eye um, because she's of course very intuitive but on the side of her while she's in warrior pose she has a spear and it's like in the ground and that's a representation of I'll chop any heads off no I'm kidding more so just like I'm in my power I am fully aware of like my strength I am a warrior goddess. I call myself that all the time. I'm a warrior goddess that is fighting to bring awareness to the the subconscious, you know, and the individuals that are not fully aware. Like she's just fully sure of herself and she's ready for war. That that's what I see. Um, just fully embracing who she is and um. I know this is totally not planned, but what I'm saying is a reflection of me. And a lot of that came from you teaching me how to navigate through the journey, you know, and I know I'm the person that's being interviewed, but I have to pay homage. And I tell you this all the time. It's just... I would not be where I am if it wasn't for you and my fertility coach and the individuals that aided me and guided me through my process. And now I can stand in this power and say, you know, I am my highest, most authentic self. I'm living in my truth and I'm living in my power. And I'm just so grateful that I get to navigate through this with so many amazing moms, like shout out to them Um, because they're just powerful. I don't know if I could curse, but they're just powerful, badass. Like they're just, they're doing it. And I'm, I'm looking forward to just raising up more women that can step into that power and step into the truth of who they are and not being ashamed, no guilt, no fear. I heard you say that just really living in like true authentic truth and love and light. I mean, that's just what I envision, And a lot of that has come from what I've been taught and uh, every word that you say, I can recite it back, probably not word for word, but I can paraphrase and I remember the last uh, assignment or the last, I don't know what to call it. It was like you passed me a time when we met a couple months ago um, when I did the womb clearing uh, course and you said to me that there were ancient codes that were being released to me and, and now I'm giving it to serenity and I've held on to that. And I I believe that it will go from generation to generation. And just like me, other women and girls uh, will learn how to stand in that power. So I'm just, I'm forever grateful for you. I tell you that all the time. You're very, very special. I can't go anywhere and talk about where I am now without mentioning the power behind womb healing. So who is she? What do I envision? A goddess a woman that is standing in her true, um, authentic truth and being who she's been called to be.
0: Wow. Oof. Snaps, claps, like shimmy shakes, booty shakes to that. Yes, 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 yes. I was just getting like either hit with a wave of tears and wanting to cry or like a wave of chills or a wave of like fuck yes (laughs) just like just feeling so amped as i'm witnessing you and hearing you say the description of this powerful goddess self that you so are and i so see you as that fully 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 and I really love like even the spear energy that you brought in, like chopping heads. Like that's like goddess Kali energy. That's like the I don't take no shit energy. And yes, you can curse on this podcast. It's okay. We are human and spiritual. We exist on the full spectrum. (laughs) And yeah, that warrior, the warrior goddess, this warrior of light, this warrior that has risen from her own ashes only to be reborn with more strength and more insight and more yeah just gusto to really be committed to this mission and you are so committed to your mission and thank you for all the really sweet kind words that you shared about me and my impact on your womb healing journey and you've impacted me as well and your your commitment to this work and your invitation for me to share my wisdom with the women in your world as we get to share this weekend you know it's just so beautiful that we get to do this together and it's all about women rising together there is no pedestal we are all standing on the same platform together and yeah it's all about collective rising and you are truly this goddess and i I, so much love for you so much respect for you so yeah hands on my heart and My womb, my heart, and I want to thank you from the deepest depths of our being for all that you are, for all the light that you bring into this world. And thank you for being my first official guest on this podcast. I'm so excited for everyone to hear your story. And yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it.
0: Absolutely. And one quick last thing I would love for you to share, um, where people can find you social media. Um, I know redeemed for a cause also has a website, which I will link below. Any and all links mentioned here will be linked in the description below, but yes, feel free to, to share where people can find you and connect with you.
1: I'm trying to get better at posting. (laughs) So I just post my baby now. I don't, um, so, my Facebook is Sakina L. Love. Um, the organization's Facebook is Redeemed for a Cause Outreach. Our Instagram is Redeemed for a Cause. And then my personal Instagram is Love Light Authenticity. Underscore. Um, and then our website for the organization is www.redeemforacaus.org. And I'm trying to think. We also have a hotline number if there are any women that have experienced anything traumatic and they need support, if they're looking to go into treatment, if they're looking for housing, or if they simply just need to come into our drop-in center and receive toiletry items, our number is 215-821-8353. Again, 215-821-8353.
0: Wow. Thank you. Thank you for these resources. Anybody that feels the call or knows somebody who could use the support, yes, please refer them to Redeem for a Cause, to Sakina. So much offer, so many, so much help being offered and resources. So yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And yeah, it's been, it's been so much fun being on here with you and I look forward to connecting with you again soon, love. Sure. Thank you. Thank you. Beautiful soul, thank you so much for tuning into this episode and playing in my womb alchemy world. If you vibe with the wisdom shared in today's episode, please make sure to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes so I can keep the juicy content coming. You can watch the video recording of my podcast episodes on YouTube at womb alchemy. If you aren't already following me on social media, come soak up the magic on Instagram by following at wombalchemy.love can't wait to connect with you in the next episode sending you and your womb big love